Have you been thinking about starting your own business? My next guest, Sean Castrina, is a serial entrepreneur who has started more than 20 companies over the last 20 years and still seeks to launch a new venture annually. He's a best-selling author, having written three books, including Eight Unbreakable Rules for Business Startup Success, The Greatest Entrepreneur in the World, and his most recent book, The World's Greatest Business Plan That Actually Works. He has contributed articles to Forbes, Money Magazine, Inc., Yahoo Finance, and countless others. He has guest lectured at some of America's finest colleges on entrepreneurship and has shared events with Tony Robbins, John Gordon, John Maxwell, and numerous others. He is also a host of the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, which has been a top business podcast on iTunes. Welcome, Sean. Hey, great to be on the podcast. Hey, thanks for, thanks for joining us. So I like to help my audience always get to know people personally before we jump into okay. the topic. What's one thing that you might share that uh, people who believe they know Sean best don't know about you? Okay, what they don't know is um, I, I, my 20s was a train wreck. Hmm. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> lost my dream job, went bankrupt. Um, you know, so what I think people think is that people that are successful just it naturally goes that way. Yeah. It's not necessarily the case. You, Absolutely. You trip, you fall, you take some notes, you figure out what you did wrong, what you need to do differently, and then do it. Absolutely. And what was the dream job, if I can ask? You know, yeah, I worked for a nonprofit out of college, making great money, met my wife there, uh, bought a brand new house, had a brand new child. I had the whole you know Norman Rockwell thing going on, and then mm -hmm. they had a change in leadership pretty much overnight, and goodbye. And, and how bad was the train wreck? Because this could be instructive to, to me. Oh, no, it was mass. It was complete train wreck. Is You know, that was train wreck A and then going through, <laughs> you know, a, a financial crash. And, you know, I moved to where I live now in central Virginia with $1,000. And um, the rent, I remember wow. I, I, I was, I'm an optimist. So yeah. even I did a lease with an option to buy with no money, mm. I still had a caveat in my agreement that I could buy the house in 18 months. Wow. And that at a fixed rate, and he had to apply a portion of the rent. And he, I, it's funny because later he ended up going to the church I go to. Yeah. And he goes, I never thought you could buy my house. Wow. And That's like amazing. four days before the 18 months was over, I purchased his house from him. Amazing. And he said, I never saw that coming. Amazing. And so, yeah, so you know you you can you can get back up. You can get back up. You know, and one of the things you know when I heard your story, you know, 20, 20 ventures over twenty years and still doing one annually, um, that takes a lot of something, right? And we're going to figure what that <laughs> what that something yeah. is uh, during the course of this conversation. Uh, but one thing surely is stamina. And you know, before we jump into the topic, I just want to kind of set the stage a little bit. You know, we talked about entrepreneurship. Uh, a few episodes ago. And one of the things we talked about was mindset pre pre preparation for entrepreneurship. And today I think we're going to go into a lot more of the the strategies and tactics that Sean's uh, unpacked through his uh, experience. But one of the things for people thinking about this, you know, small businesses are defined, you know, by the SBA, of, yeah. you know, companies of 500 employees or less. And one of the things that you should stick in the top of your mind is the, the success rate is usually 10%. So 90% failure rate, typically, right? That happens over the yeah, course. Yeah, I would say you have a better chance of getting a doctorate degree. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, whether it's a franchise or anything else, right? There's a tremendous amount of risk. And some people are using, um, you know, home equity, borrowing money from family members. And so you want to be having a informed conversation with them, right? So, 
Sean, help me understand this. Doing 20 businesses over 20 years, what, what have you figured out? And maybe here's a good place to start with a little bit of pressure testing. Yeah. Are you special or have you figured out a system that can help others really succeed? Systems make average people special. Mm. So let me take what you said. And yeah, I'm a systematic person yeah. in that, uh, you know, I, you, you got to create, I have systems that make things repeatable. Yeah. And I think in starting a business, I looked at why they don't succeed. Yes. You know, like if you look at statistics and anything and you realize, well, well, when we run the ball to the left, we get two yards a carry. But when we run it to the right with a pulling running back, we get 5.6. Yes. Well, guess what? We're going to run it to the right three out of four times. That's right. You, know, you just got to look at the data sometimes. That's right. And so I think in entrepreneurship, I, I, I look at why they fail. And I think, you know, my, I always say the three big reasons why they fail. First is, is that the entrepreneur doesn't vet the idea. He doesn't open it up to real criticism, brings it to family members. Mm -hmm. They either want it to fail or tell them you're the greatest in the world. Johnny, you're going to do so good. I can't wait to see it. You know, you gotta, you got to vet the idea through end or a business plan criticism, because when it gets to the marketplace, the marketplace is going to hit it and hit it hard. And if it's not good, it will not stand up. It will fall in the 90%. Second thing is, is that most entrepreneurs don't have a strategy on how they're actually going to acquire customers and sell to them. They, they have wishful thinking. They're yeah. confident people will buy it, but there's no, this is what I'm going to do. I beta tested that this works, this attracts customers in masses. So they don't really have that figured out. And then the third, you know, they, they hire horribly. They hire family and mm, friends mm, mm. and they don't hire people that move the needle. So they're like the three big that, you know, if I'm consulting with somebody, that's the, the three I want to immediately make Jump sure into. we've showed yeah. up. Yeah. Now, when you talk about a system, because I'm a huge fan of systems yeah. of success, how do you think about the people who've used this and succeeded with the system? How, how have those rates changed from 90% failure rate and 10% success to what does that look like when using your system? Yeah, I, I think well, number one is if you eliminate, you know, I, I don't know what the statistics are. I know that I've only had less than 15% of my businesses fail. So, That's so great. and yeah. I started more than, more than 20 and I've launched three in the last two years and, and all of them have succeeded. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just know that if you do the three mistakes that I just made, I know you're not going to be around. Sure. See that, that the statistically, if you have not vetted your idea and you don't know, you have no data to prove that the marketplace is going to be receptive. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that you just cut your chances in half, 50%, right? Just right out of the gate. Second, I know if you don't have a method to attract customers, you're going to be out of business. And third, I know if you don't know how to sell the people you attract, you're going to be out of business. So I've only gone over two things yeah. of, of my big three. And, and you can see where those, you know, well, if you have those in place, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you just get, you get the odds more in your favor. Yeah. Right? When did you, when did you decide to, to codify this system, if you will, and, and kind of put this in place and develop the program? I see yeah. you have some, yeah. uh, you know, online community and people you, you yeah. engage in this program, you know, yeah. what made you decide to do it? And when did you do that? Yeah, about 10 years ago, I do a big beach vacation with my roommates from college, and I take their families, and it's like 25 of us, um, and I rent a house on the beach, and we hang out for a week, and I was, you know, sitting there, and I had a legal pad, and I was just writing notes, making one sentences on why things I did had worked and what didn't work, and mm -hmm. it was, you know, one 
it'd be like fire immediately. Yeah. If you're going to fire somebody fire immediately. Yeah. Um, I wrote like, if you don't have, if you don't put money in reserves, you're only an employee. Mm. Like I, until I started putting money away in my businesses, I, I was an employee. Right. I really didn't feel like I was running a business. I, so I wrote about a hundred of those just sentences. Yeah. And then I broke them up into what became my first book, the eight unbreakable rules for business startup success. Mm -hmm. And so those rules kind of have defined everything going forward on, on what I think, you, you know, that there, there are certain pillars, they don't change, you know, right. it's like football changes in that you may do more of one thing than the other, but you still run past tackle. Absolutely. Right. And you may change, you may change the, uh, the proportions, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The execution and, and how you use them, but the basic tools mm -hmm. are still the same. Yeah. Now to your point of, you know, 15% failure rate. So you've basically flipped the regular stats, right? Uh, which is tremendous. When did you begin tracking those stats? And um, talk a little bit about those who have entered your program. And it may be too new to know what those have entered your yeah. program. You know, are they experiencing similar statistics? Yeah. It's not people so much as because we've just started. I, I'm so specific about to this day. I've never sold a course. Oh, okay. I and there's a reason. I think in regards to entrepreneurship. I, I'm working on one in the next couple of weeks. It's we're betting it, but I've told people, and this is how I feel. I am never going to look at you and tell you that I can guarantee you succeed. Mm. I can tell you what works statistically yes. and what will keep you from failing. But if you're lazy and you can't attract the team and you're cheap and you don't reinvest in your company right. and, and you procrastinate, I don't know what you're doing outside of my course. Right. It's just so like I've a fitness trainer. A hard time with that where I'm like, I'm not, I'm never going to be the, the person who says, well, I, you know, I've got a guaranteed you'll make a million. No, I have no idea. You could be a total schmuck. Right. Right. I, I can't create a schmuck proof course. Right. I mean, to me, it's what you're saying is like, course, a, you know? like, like a fitness trainer, right? I can't, exactly. I don't know after the training what you're going to consume. Right. So I, no, exactly. <laughs> if we get done and you go home and have a chocolate shake, right. everything we did up to that is, is kind of, you know, is a moot point. So I, what I do now is I'm working on things that I know work that will definitely make your business better. Like I'm, my superpower is partnering in business. Okay. That is the thing that I do better than anything I do other than I'm pretty good at marketing, but I've and through my businesses over 25 years, what I have done in every single one of them, every one of them yeah. I've partnered. I've, I, my philosophy is one plus one equals done. You take me with my what I do real well, and you let me put it with somebody who has the complete opposite, can fill that massive gap. There's always a need that I have, whether it's expertise, whether I don't have time to do it, right, whether they, right. have industry, they have an understanding of the industry better, manufacturing, whatever the case may be. So my philosophy has always been one plus one equals done. And I think in general, if I can A, like through my business plan, show you how to do a quick, efficient business plan that vets your idea. Yeah. So at least when you move forward, we've gotten rid of the the ugly five that are going to put you out of business, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. easy <laughs> ones. So we, we get you past there. So this is kind of how I view it. Yeah. Phase one, we we test your idea. We run it through a business plan so that we've eliminated the, the obvious mistakes, the things that are going to absolutely put you out of business. Yes. So we, we get it to there. So we take it from A, we move it over. Now it's sitting in front of you. Yeah. The next stage is how do we execute and get this thing actually lost, launched? 
I've never taken more than 30 days to launch a business once I've had wow. the business. 30 days is my rule. Mm -hmm. I, you can make it up to six months, I guess. But I know after six months, you're never going to do it. Yep. You're going to find another reason not to do it. So in my you know, world's greatest business plan book, I put on how you can execute this in 30 days, what you should do every day. And, it, and it's up. Of course, there's always some outlier companies that are of such magnitude in the beginning regarding venture capital. Mm -hmm. But again, I, I deal with most small businesses under 500 employees. So barring the huge outlier, right. it, it, you know, this applies to most people. So we execute the company, we get it up. Typically from execution to at least trying to scale it, I find partnering is the thing that you need, whether it's a full partner in the partnership mm -hmm. or it's partnering with somebody where you give them a little bit of stake in the game and it would be like Sandberg with Mark Zuckerberg. She yeah. showed him how to make money. Yeah. She showed how to monetize it mm -hmm. in McDonald's. Everybody looks at what Ray Kroc did. Ray Kroc, they weren't making any money. He, I forgot the gentleman's name. He partnered with somebody who developed the real estate end of it. Yes. McDonald's yes, is the yes, largest landholder yes. other than the Vatican. Yes. McDonald's owns more land than any single entity other than the Vatican. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. know, other than, you know, a country, of course. Yes. So he decided, well, why don't you own the land under all the fran? When you buy a franchise, you buy the you buy the name. They own the land. They got a renter. Yes. It's yes. a brilliant model. So if you look at all these businesses, whether they partnered on the front end, like a Steve Jobs and Wozniak and Bill Gates and, and Paul Allen, or getting it off the ground, you brought in somebody who was your right-hand person to to you know, help you yes. where, where you lacked. Yes. And I think that's what great entrepreneurs do. They, they either do it on the very front end or they do it very early on. They, they partner with yeah. someone. And those, those complimentary skill sets to your point, I love your phrase. One and one equals done. It's, it's so good. And, My next uh, book I'm finishing up. Yeah. I just finished the manuscript. Is that right? No, it's easy to yeah. remember, right? I mean, yeah. it just, it It'd just makes sense. 2021 book. One so plus makes one sense. equals done. You know, one of the things yeah. you said uh, takes me into a question I was thinking about um, your point around, um, you can get there in 30 days. Some may take longer, right? And you have yeah. a daily task list for them to execute. Given where we are right now in this moment, right? I, I think it's almost inconceivable that many people don't think about starting a business, right? Having multiple streams of income. The greatest entrepreneurial surge. Yeah, it, it, it just, you know, that, that and new babies, right? And so. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. And I want to be humble about this. I am not saying now based on a, a global plant pandemic, I don't think now is necessarily the time to start a restaurant or a home or a gym right. per se. I mean, there are some businesses that would be an uphill battle, but this is going to pass. Like everything passes. Sure. And, and you need to put yourself in position. This is the perfect time to do a business plan and really vet an idea and start maybe beta testing some things. Yeah. So talk about that, that point, right? Cause I think this is a, is a good point for people of how to turn the dial and, you know, when you're entering a business, I think a lot of people struggle with how do I enter part-time and is that, is that doable or do I have to take the polar bear plunge, so to speak? Yeah. And I, I, you know, one of my myths that I tell about why people don't start a business, number one, they think they need a ton of capital. Number two is they think they need to quit their job. I have never mm -hmm. to this day have ever quit a job to start a business. I didn't do it on my first business. I didn't do it on my second business. And I didn't do it on my third. Okay. I, I didn't, there's 168 hours in a week. I, I had a mortgage and a child. Sure. And I don't think just cause you have an idea quitting your job is a privilege, not a right. Let me say that again. 
quitting your job is a privilege. You earn that through your company generating a profit. Mm-hmm. That is your incentive. So when you start making money, well, then have at it. Yeah. But I say you, until your company can peel off 50% of what you're making and you, you know, you've seen that happen over three months, then you do that. But I, I, I'm not a big fan of quitting your job. I think, I think a little, um, perseverance test, a little stress test in your life is, is, you know, build some character. Yeah. No, uh, to me, it reminds me of like going back to school at night. Right. I did both my undergrad and my, and my MBA at at night. Right. Or the weekend. I did my grad at night too. Yeah. You you went to that six o'clock class, tired, (laughs) six 30, everybody's looking at each other. You're walking out at nine. You did it. You do what you have to do. So, so, you know, one of the, one of the things I'd love to do, we, we, we can't go through all of them, obviously. And I think I know which ones you'll hit on, but when you think about the eight unbreakable rules, if we could hit on three yeah. or four, which ones would you go to? All right, I can go through these so fast. I'll, I'll give them to you in three minutes. Okay. You ready? Excellent. All right. First one, you got to be a great entrepreneur. Remember yeah. I talked about, I can give you, I could give you the idea for Google and you're still going to screw it up. Mm. I can give you a great idea, but if you're lazy, you don't, you lack leadership skills, you can't recruit anybody, all those things, you can't take action on things, you're procrastinating. Regardless, you're not going to succeed. So you got to be a great entrepreneur. You got to develop the skills of successful people. Number one. Number two, do a business plan. You've got to, you got to vet your business idea. You got to test it. Who's your competition? What do they charge? What do they do that you're going to do differently? What's your unique selling proposition? How are you going to attract customers? What are your costs to start it? And then keep it ongoing. Who's going to be the team? Who are you going to need to hire? Who's going to open the first Day. Who's going to door? I, I'm going through quickly, but you can see I'm quickly creating pain. Obviously, you do a plan, right? You know, you you have you got to qualify the idea. And number three is now you put together your plan. Once you get all your information, well, my competition charges this. Well, I'm going to do that. My competition markets this way. I'm going to do that. Then you put an actual strategy in place. You know, you watch the film. Number two, you know, <laughs> and then number three, you execute. You put together the plan. Right. All right. Number four, you protect yourself and your business. You get it incorporated. You use a payroll service. I don't think any small business owner should be in there doing their own payroll and taxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's just it, nine out of 10 times it could lead to something not good. Mm-hmm. So I, I like doing that. If you're going to have a partnership, have an attorney do a simple partnership agreement. Worst case scenario, have their paralegal do it. Just write the critical terms that you all have agreed on. Something simple. Worst case notarize it do do trade you know do your intellectual property patents trademarks copyrights you have a you know if you have something valuable do that five build a successful team let me stop you one second yeah i love that you're running through these but one one i I want to dig into because this is a really important the beta testing is that in step two yeah absolutely that's where you're qualifying your idea yeah say more about methods of beta testing because i think this is a big one that many people go over right they pull back the long slingshot i call it right on their idea they got it all written down it looks beautiful in the plan uh and then they they go to launch it and it's like poof right small poof because there was there was no beta testing whatsoever besides talking to friends and family talk about methods of beta testing that you've seen uh be successful okay well i've done this okay i'll do it in old school business and i'll do it in new school because i've done it both ways all right i own a construction company that's eight divisions and we're always looking for areas within 60 miles of our hub that we can service. Now, when I want to go, let's say I want to start a, a deck division. 
builds decks and does treks and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Very lucrative in Virginia to have that. Everybody has a porch or a deck in Virginia. It's like printing money. Mm-hmm. I go to another city 60 miles away. Now, the demographics look similar to our city because I'm going to look at the demographic, homeowners, you know, average income. So I'm going to do some due diligence. I don't go down there. I don't buy like two vans, an office, and start buying everything to launch this division. Right. What do I do? I go and buy 5,000 postcards. I buy an a, 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 a local phone number that gets forwarded to my office. So I pay $30 for that phone number. Mm-hmm. I don't have an office there. I don't have a van there. I don't have nothing. If the phone rings, I'm going to quickly scale it in like 14 days. Gotcha. We're going to go out and do the estimates. I'll go buy a van. Well, maybe we'll borrow one from a local city, but I'm going to beta test it first. I, I found this. The easy problem is solving demand. Yeah. That, that's the greatest problem. Sean, we had a hundred phone calls today. I love that problem. Mm-hmm. Problem I don't want is crickets. Right. I got two vans, an office. I've hired two employees. I don't get any calls. Yeah. yeah. So that would be a traditional beta test. Yeah. Second, if you do it online, example, let's say I was going to do a course. Well, I'm going to beta test titles, pre-sell. I'm going to offer, this is a course. We got it for $29.97. Mm-hmm. It goes, you know, dormant. I don't hear anything. Well, I, it's, I'm not doing it. I can, I can do a course in a week. Right. But you can give them the, right, you can give them the title. You can give them what the synopsis exactly. or whatever, the course layout. But you don't have yeah. to record the whole course and whatnot yet. Exactly. I yeah. don't I don't have to. I could tease. And then they do it. I go, we had so much demand that I want to add some new value content. Yeah. We're not even charging your car. You know what I mean? We're not going to charge you. We're going to charge you in 10 days. But we're, you can always work back from demand. Right. You can't fix. Love that. Nobody interested. Yep. Love that. Love that. Number five, we were at, you got to build a successful team. There you go. Partner with good people, hire good people. You're, you're going to be as good as the people who toil with you. So build a team. Number six, marketing is not optional. You are not a word of mouth business. Okay. It does not exist. Oh, Costco doesn't advertise. No, they just spent about a, you know, millions of dollars in public <laughs> relations to tell you they don't advertise it, which is advertising. That's right. That's right. Because they just do it in reverse. Say more about that too, right? Because this is another one I think people uh, believe that, uh, you know, a post here and there is going to do it, uh, you know, a tweet a tweet here and there, right? Um, talk about, you know, however you think about it. You know, I'm, on a, I'm on a board of a company. I've yeah. uh, had major marketing budget, so I don't want to use numbers, but I, I kind of yeah. think about marketing budget as a percentage of overall revenue that we're planning, right, in sales. How, how do you think about it for a smaller business? One empl- what is the salary of a great employee? Mm-hmm. Budget that for to attract customers. Yep. If you can't do that, if you just think of the logic there, you're going to hire all these. I'm going to hire somebody to answer phone. Have this, but you're not willing to put one person's salary in vehicles to make your phone ring, right? To make your website light up. So whatever that is, that forty thousand is it sixty thousand? Right. I don't know, but start with that because mm-hmm. if you're not committed to that. I just don't see how you succeed. Mar- marketing point blank is not optional. Businesses go out of business for one reason, 99.9% of the time, barring a death and nobody taking it over, yep. barring that they go out of business because they don't make enough sales yep. and they go out of business because they don't make enough sales because they don't attract enough customers. Sears, JCPenney, Kmart cannot attract enough customers. Right. So they can't make enough sales. They go out of business. So to not, have that as a core business principle of yours, 
That's Absolutely. that's a huge mistake. So Absolutely. number six. Number seven, know your numbers. I'm like a savant with costs. <laughs> I know what it costs per day. Yeah. I know how long my people work for me. I, yeah. I know I know what I make on every single person in the building, on everything we offer. I know what our margins are. I know what our costs are. I know what debt is. I know what we're leveraging. I get a I get a an a, an Excel spreadsheet every single day of my breathing life that shows me every business. I, I can look in five minutes and see a bad trend, a good trend, yeah. something I might need to be alarmed about every day. Know your numbers. If you meet with your accountant every three months to find out how your business is doing, mm. you, will, you will be one of the nine and 10 that go out of business. Absolutely. Just know Absolutely. That. And then number eight, listen, I would say like learn, be a, be a learner. Let me just put it that way. Be a learner. And that is a couple things. Get mentored by somebody who has started a business. I'm not, you don't even have to pay for it. I didn't pay for my business mentor. I knew somebody who had a reputable business and was actually a client of mine. And I went in there. I was like, Hey Ben, can I take you out for lunch once a month? I'll pick you up. We'll go right across the street. And I'm going to have just a few questions because you know, I'm starting this business and I'd love to just get your advice. You do that for two out of three business owners. They love talking about their business. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They love passing on now. Trust me. It's going to be the lunch they look forward to the most. Absolutely. They'll do it for you. Don't no waste doubt. your time. Tell them, can I bring you a coffee? 730 in the morning. I'm going to bring you a coffee at Starbucks. Can I sit here just 20 minutes? No doubt about it. Don't. The secret is don't pitch them anything. Don't ever try to get a dime off of them ever. Their knowledge, their wisdom. Don't waste their time. Come organized. Come ready. If you ask three people, you're going to, you'll have a mentor by the end of the week. Absolutely. It's somebody to, to anybody who can help you get there further and faster. That's what mentoring does. That's what reading books does. That's what taking a course does in my course. At the end of the day, I'm trying to consolidate for you. These are the mistakes I've made. This is the route that gets you up the hill. If you go this way, you're going to avoid that tree and there's a dam there. And there, that's, that's what a course does. I'm a, I'm a tour guide that eliminates all the struggles or tries to Well, do that with, you know, learn, be a learner, listen to podcast, like, like my podcast, 10 minutes. I teach people about how to start and grow a business. Yes. It, there's a, thousands and thousands of podcasts that you can learn whatever it is you're trying to learn absolutely so be, be a learner no it's so good and you know it's so funny with the piece around this ex uh, learning from someone else's experience you know because a lot of people say well experience is a great teacher yeah but wisdom is learning from someone else's experience right so okay. i don't need to get burned to, to understand the stove is hot if you tell me <laughs> and i see you yeah. wincing in pain i'm good i get you're gonna it love this you're gonna love this this is my quote in the book here you go i've used this over and over Failure is best heard through a secondhand story and a hell of a lot cheaper. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so if you tell me I did this and it did not work and it failed and I lost my, I got it. Yeah. The stove is hot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. So good. Sean, um, these are a lot of nuggets you dropped here. And uh, I, I think the audience is going to get so much out of this. Um, I want to thank you for, for spending your time. I'm going to tell people to go to your site, SeanCastrina.com. Yeah. You can get his three books there. Uh, you could check out his training and his program. I mean, if I have one quote that I'm going to take away from this one, that I'm going to re uh, reemphasize with you guys, just because um, I've just seen this time and time again, is you can work backwards from demand. The beta testing piece. I mean, that's just a quote. You can work backwards from demand. So, so many ways to introduce your product through beta testing and create that demand uh, and, and grow from there. So, Sean, any last words for the audience? Oh, man, I, I love it. Thank you. Go to the pot, you know, go to my website and get a free book. 
can never go wrong with free. Let's Ex start with free. Exactly. Hey, thanks so much again, Sean, for joining us. Thank you, James. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Coiling Solution. Those were our thoughts, but as always, I'd love to hear yours. Be sure to send me a comment wherever you are listening, or you can send me an email at jamesrousseau@thecoilingsolution.com. at Further, if you find the podcast to be of value, hit subscribe, rate it, and review it, and share it with someone you think it might help. Thank you so much for linking up, and I'll see you next episode. Be informed, be empowered, be accountable.